We have an outstanding episode for you today. WWIA founder and CEO John McDaniel welcomes Matt Brannon to the WWIA podcast. Matt's life has been dedicated to the service of his country and others. Matt's a proud husband, father, a United States Army Purple Heart veteran, certified WWIA event guide, host of the Alabama Turkey and Hog Hunt, and a newly elected WWIA board member. Matt has served in law enforcement for the past 11 years. He's a special agent senior working for the Alabama State Bureau of Investigation and currently assigned to the Narcotics Division, working on the Alabama Drug Enforcement Task Force. Matt also holds full credentials with Homeland Security. Matt strongly believes in the healing power of the great outdoors and the mission of WWIA. We hope you enjoy getting to know Matt as he shares his story. Let's join John and Matt now. Hi, my name is John McDaniel. I'm the founder and CEO of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation, and this is our podcast, Honor, Connect, and Heal. Thanks for joining us again. I've got a great guest on this morning, uh, just a, an absolute superhero. We're going to talk all about the great things that he's smiling. I already see him <laughs> smiling already, you know, got him smiling. And so th- this this great American has done amazing things for his country. He's an absolute, uh, in my in my opinion, a hero and uh, you know, and certainly a, you know a community hero, and we'll talk more about that. But uh, I'd like to—it's my pleasure to welcome Matt Brandon to the show. How are you, Matt? Good, good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Superhero Absolutely. might be a little uh, embellished. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think. I, I think you are a superhero to me, and I'm a. And, and I think everybody else who's listening is going to going to know. You know, going uh, going to hear that. Why that? Why I say that? And I think they're going to be. Filled with uh, with pride and and, um, and and joy when they hear about you know your story because I think your story is, is is superb you know and I know you don't feel like that right and all you guys are the same you know Matt's a combat wounded Purple Heart uh, recipient and uh, I'll just give everybody the wave tops and then we'll just kind of chat through these things but you're a combat wounded Purple Heart recipient you were in the army. And uh, you were uh, you were you were wounded uh, you you uh, in during OE, OEF right Operation Enduring Freedom what what uh, what time frame was that two thousand nine when you when you got hurt? yeah so I, yeah, I was okay. there from March of oh nine to March of ten okay two thousand and nine you're wounded now um so we're gonna get back to that because I want to want to talk about the unit you were with and 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 some of those circumstances. But you're, you're 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 you live you you hail from Alabama, right? That's where you are now, yes, sir. Yep. Not just outside of now. I don't want. I, is it Boaz or Boaz? Boaz. How do you pronounce yep, that? Yep. Just like Boaz, Boaz. Alabama. Yep. Boaz. All right. And 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 Boaz for the for the folks that don't know geographically, where is yeah, that? Yeah, geographically, it's in uh, northeast Alabama. It's almost directly between Birmingham and Huntsville. So it's northeast Alabama, foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, uh, seven miles from where the Tennessee River dips down into Alabama. They call it Lake Gunnersville. It's beautiful. God's country. Oh, I bet. (laughs) God's country. I love it. And and, and they got big whitetails there too, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the black belt or something. I heard heard about that up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we'll talk about that. So, but, but, but you're also, okay, so, so, so you're also... After you get out of the military, um, you 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 join the the police force, right? Yeah. So you're a sergeant, right? You were you're a police officer, but you're a detective, you know, right? So so tell me about that a little. Yeah. Bit. So when I got out, I started at the local police department here, just a just a regular patrolman, uniform patrolman. Did that for a couple of years. Uh, found out that I was really good at uh, the drug game. I was fine, really good at a. Uh, uh, detecting drugs, finding them. So they stood up in 2014, 15 timeframe, they stood up a new countywide drug task force. Uh, the old one had just dissolved and wasn't working good. So they started a new one. I was fortunate enough to be promoted to an investigator and assigned to the county drug task force. Um, and it completely just immersed my, my life into it. I love it. Um, so, um, I started getting better and better and, uh, really, really had a knack for it. So in, in 2000, 18 the state police has an investigative division with the alabama bureau of investigation and they have a narcotics Mm -hmm. division that covers the entire state of alabama so i was hired i was the only narcotics uh agent hired there was uh 
almost 500 applicants. Um, I was wow. lucky enough to, uh, to get hired there. Uh, this may will be five years ago. So I'm a, I'm a special agent with the Alabama Bureau of Investigation and I worked in narcotics division. So I worked the, we call it region F, but it's, um, the Northern 10 count. So basically from Birmingham to Tennessee and everything from Muscle Shoals to Georgia, I cover the whole top, uh, right-hand corner of Alabama. Uh, and we target just large drug trafficking organizations throughout the world uh, that impacts Alabama. You know, if they come into Alabama. Throughout the world. Yeah, I mean, we, we work cases that, wow. uh, you know, majority of our cases come in and there's always a direct link straight to the cartels in Mexico. And that's just mm-hmm. an unfortunate problem everybody in America deals with today. But uh, we're dealing with it every day and uh, we just, we keep fighting it. Wow. That's well, God bless you, man. I mean, so you get out of the military, and we're we're circle back to that because that, that that's that's a great story. But so so you get out of the military, you get a Purple Heart. You you did what three or four years, Matt? I did uh, almost five. Almost right five. at five years. Okay. Yep. So, so you you get out, and um and and then you 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 go back to service. Yep. And 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 then you gravitate to the to the you know to the top of a special task force that's that's doing great things for our, our country your society our society and you're a family man yes sir yeah. yep and it's awesome you, you have you have three beautiful daughters and a, and a wonderful gorgeous wife i mean you got it you're, you're you got it all going you got it all going on man definitely outkicked my coverage didn't i <laughs> outkicked your coverage yeah. i love that saying yeah I love that saying. You, you outkicked your coverage. No, that's good. That's good. So, and on top of that, okay, you're you're a WWI guide. I first met you in 2021. Yep. You so for the folks that don't know, um, it used to be years ago. Um, you know, the foundation's on its and its 17th year now, and for about the first, I would say, you know, eight to ten years. It was, you know, me running around the country, leading these activities. Now today there's, you know, 50 activities across the country, I meaning hunting and fishing, discrete hunting and fishing events, um, you know, that are deliberately planned and, and, and executed to a very high standard where we deliver these combat wounded uh, heroes to these mission sets and uh, all across the country. And, and it was apparent, very, became very apparent to me early on that as the organization grew, um, that I couldn't do this by myself. Not only could I not do it by myself, it wasn't a good idea to even try. You know, the real strength of this thing, in my opinion, always was with, you know, men and women like you, you know, having, getting you involved, getting you to take leadership positions and lead your peers in those, in the field environment. I I thought that's got to be the combination, you know, that's clearly... And when I saw it, I was seeing it. I was like, wow. So I was hand selecting, you know, heroes that I thought, you know, had the, you know, had the right stuff, uh, you know, um, were, were, were motivated, <clears throat> you know, had leadership skill set and, and some outdoor acumen and would be good candidates to be uh, leading these activities, giving me a, a much needed break and, and adding a great deal more depth you know, to the foundation's uh, space. So that's what started happening. And um, then we started a guide school. And, and the guide school was, a, you know, a 10-day deal uh, where we were training select combat wounded Purple Heart recipients like yourself to go through this guide school so you could lead these activities. So I first met you um, in <clears throat> the summer of 2021, and I think it was at the Grand Seattle Lodge. Yeah, in South uh, Dakota. In, yep. in, in South Dakota. Yep. So our friends Brad and Julie Boysen opened up their lodge to us. We we piled in with, I don't know, eight guide students, a tire, an entire staff, and and 10 days of, uh, you know, of WWI advanced training to become a, a certified guide, and that's when I met you. And you know what impressed me most about you, Matt, I got to tell you, was at the end of the school, <clears throat> as a graduation requirement, and, and everybody's tested multiple times, um, you know, everything from advanced knot tying to, uh, you know, uh, academics regarding the outdoors, different species of animals and, 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 and lots of conservation and, and lots of ethics and, and how to deal with heroes and, and some of their issues. I mean, this is, an, this is a holistic 
guide school that is designed around our, our, our activities and what we do in the field and the, the effects that we're trying to achieve. And, and at the end of that, we have a board. Okay, the board gets together. Remember, remember coming into the yes, board, sir. Yep. just like you would have is is an enlisted guy mm-hmm. or an officer going in front of a board of you know of of individuals, and you're going to get questions fired at you. You know, now our questions aren't like the same questions you probably got when you went you know for you know in front of a board in the military, but they were similar. You know, so here here are these board members sitting down asking you questions, and I remember I remember watching you very carefully consider the question. Everybody else is like, boom, you know, and they just got an answer for you. But you sat there a couple times and you thought about it and, and, and then you responded and your response, your responses were all so genuine, were all so humble. I thought to myself, wow, this is, this is an amazing individual. And, and, and I was really impressed with every answer that you had because they were, they were, they were all wonderful answers. They were you were very humble about it. You'd given it great consideration, and I just thought you you performed better than anybody on the board or, or any of the students during the board session. I, I genuinely do, and and I wanted to you know mention that. Well, thank you. Me. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I was Absolutely. I was nervous in there. Uh, some of the <laughs> some of the guys I look up to most, you know, uh, yourself, and then uh, Jake Whipke. Uh, yeah. probably, I mean, Whip. yeah, he is, uh, what I consider when I go to these events, uh, people start talking about Whipkey. I call you know, he's, he's the OG, you know, the original, you know, he's one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the go-to guys, yeah. you know, he's kind of our, oh, yeah. you know, as a guide myself, yeah. as a, uh, um, you know, uh, a, um, a guy that, um, takes, uh, you know, associate, uh, on these events. Whipkey is kind of the standard, you know, he really is. Uh, the guy has a very, he, he's got a, he's got a special gift for, for what we do. And, uh, I was fortunate enough to, uh, I've been on a couple events with Whipkey and, uh, talk with him still to today, uh, off and on great, great American. Yes, he is. And, and, and Jake, uh, Jake's got more time under ruck, if you will. Um, you know, he, he was my go-to guy, uh, and still is, um, you know, there's, there's actually a handful of you that that I would at, at any given moment say I'm taking him with me. You know, I'm going to ask him if he'll come with me on this thing. This is, you know, it's an uncertain environment, you know, I need I need a great, you know, number 2. Yeah. You know, at one one point there was just one of one there was just one number 2 and it was Jake. Yeah. And I'd call him up and I'd go, "Hey Jake, man, listen. You know, we got this thing going on and you know, humma humma humma. You know, uh you really really use your help. I'm in." What do you what do you want, Johnny Mac? Yep. You know, sort of thing. Yep. And then you get him on you get him out there in that space, and um, you know he he just you know thrives thrives in that space. And that space is connection with the heroes, connection with the hosts, connection to the terrain, connection to the foundation, you know, um, connection to, to to the combat wounded. All of that is you know, and, and to do that at a very high standard. Um, you know, requires not just intelligence, but mostly, you know, what they refer to as emotional intelligence. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing I learned about uh, Jake very quickly. And uh, and I learned this over my experiences with the organization of trying to do my own event. Also, uh, mm-hmm. taking uh, guys on events as an associate guide. Um, <clears throat> I look back at the time, you know, from 2007 on and and think about uh, when it was just you and Jake, you know, and, and all the events we do, <clears throat> he stayed on the road. I mean, he has a, he, you know, he has a family and, and he hit the road for months at a time, you know, literally, oh, yeah. you know, you, you guys both gone. did just gone. And, and, and I think about that, you know, I do my measly little two or three events a year, you know, and I feel sorry for myself sometimes, you know, because this job is tough. People don't get it. You know, now, now having said that, we love giving back. Like I, there's nothing more on this earth that I love than taking Purple Heart recipients on a hunt somewhere um, and, and watching just the joy on their face, getting to experience it with us. Uh, but at the same time, you understand better than anybody what I'm saying. It's taxing. You know, there's a lot that oh goes gosh. into it mentally, emotionally, you know, mm-hmm. not just physically, you know, uh, you do that two, three, you know, and in your guys's case, 15, 20 times a year, my gosh, 
you know <laughs> i mean yeah so well i i used to refer to it as the post event coma yeah you know i mean i would go turtle this is li- li- true 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 story you know you talk about the emotion you know emotionally draining yeah you know it is because you're always on everybody's you know and you 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 experience this now because you're you know when you go on an event you're the man yeah okay and so, um, you know, from my perspective, and, you know, Jake and I have, have chatted about this many, many times, because I was like thinking, geez, is it just me? You know, is it, is it just <laughs> yeah. me? I mean, because I, I'd get off an event and I'd just be like, dude, I just need to go crawling, you know, crawling a hole and just recover and just sort of get my, you know, get my stuff back in one sock. Yeah. Because I feel like I got nothing left. You know, I've got, I've just, you know, I've done a lot of things in my life, but I never, ever do I ever feel like other than the foundations activities, when I get off of an event, do I ever feel like that, like drained? Yeah. You go, why? Why? Dude, you've done all this stuff yeah. your whole life, you know, but but yet this activity puts you, you know, puts you, you know, in a position where you feel like you, you're drained. Why is that? You know, well, you know, there's a lot of answers. I think there's a good answer to that. Lots of answers to that because it's, it's a lot of things to a lot of different people. But, but mostly it's, you know, if you're dialed in. If you're seriously dialed into what people are saying, you know, if you do that, if you open your, if you open your ears, close your mouth and listen, you know, really listen to what they're saying. Um, and because uh, that's what they do, as you probably know, I mean, it, uh, which is perfect, right? That's what you want. You want to be the person that's listening to them and um and then it's the host the you know the host come at you the heroes come at you the community members come at you everybody's coming at you and if you do that for three or four days intensely listen to people and connect with them it's draining yep. and emotionally because of you know we're talking about you know this the Amer- amazing americans out there who wear, wore our country's uniform and blood and bled in in our boots you know, and and some time and space is 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 uh, you know presented itself between you know the time they got wounded and and the time that we're together, and uh, um, it's a safe place for them, and they so they feel they open up. Yep. And that that opening up is so so important because, you know, it's it, it allows for close connection, and that's what we're trying to do is supplant, you know, the 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 bad. Uh, the good, you know, supplant the the the, the good from the bad, right? Yep. I mean, you know, and and get and and get and make meaningful connections with them. So yeah, that's true. You know, we, I'd get done and I'd be like, you know, I'm just I would just drive until I I'd get in a car and I'd just drive until like for four or five hours I'd find a hotel, boom, and then I'd I'd, I'd take at least twenty four hours with no activity scheduled and just get my get myself reflect on what happened. And and try to internalize it, and then um, yeah. So you're right. It's it's draining, but my goodness, uh, what great work it is. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm we're we're honored and and absolutely blessed to have great people like you. I feel like the luckiest man in the world because I had an idea, um, that uh, some amazing people have gravitated towards and said, you know, I I, I believe in this, and and I'm gonna uh, you know I'm gonna invest in it, and and I think that. The outcomes that the that the organization uh, you know is achieving are things that are that are really worthwhile and and meaningful and so I, I genuinely appreciate Matt you know what you've done and everything and what's super cool is you've got an event coming up not only not only uh, you know did you graduate from our guide school not only have you been out there for several years leading these activities um, but but you also recently came forward and said you know I want to do an event I yeah. want to be a host. And so, tell us about what you've got coming up in in uh, here at the at the end of the month. Talk to yeah. us about. So, that. I'm beyond excited. So we're going to have the inaugural Alabama turkey hunt. Um, and turkey hunting is a uh, um, an addiction to me. It's a it's a passion. Um, I would rather turkey hunt than do probably anything in the world. Um, you can have your deer hunting. You can have your duck hunting. You can have all that great wonderful <laughs> stuff. 
you throw me in the in the turkey woods for you know for a month 45 days and i'm the happiest man on earth um so it, cool. I love it, and and I'm fortunate enough, and I might bleed into a few different things here, talking about my event uh, with sure. some of my guys and kind of the origins of it. But, um, you know, I, I'm blessed. One of my best friends I kind of grew up with my whole life from the time we were children. He's he's got an amazing property, piece of property. I mean, truly mm. world class. I mean, when you talk about the black mm. belt in Alabama. It is mm-hmm. dead in the middle of it. I mean, it is Mecca. Oh, wow. It is wow. the I've never go-to. been up there, by the way. Oh, man. Yeah, I've never been up there. It's amazing. It's, it's awesome. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you this. The number one place to turkey hunt in Alabama, if you want to pay and go on a guided hunt, is Bent Creek. Well, his property butts up to Bent Creek. And uh, wow. it's, um, it is absolutely amazing. It's 4,000 acres. Um they they maintain it, um, you know, food plots, green fields, rideaways, the roads, wow. you name it. I mean, this it's it's truly going to be an experience for these guys. So, you know, we've been hunting down there for years, and um, you know, I just I just thought I thought, man, you know, I, I love turkey hunting. Like, and the thing about turkey hunting that I love is not even harvesting a turkey. The my mm-hmm. favorite part of a turkey hunt is getting out there every morning, and I plop down i sit up beside a tree and i listen mm-hmm. to the world wake up i watch the yes. sun start breaking that horizon and that little light come up and the first bird starts chirping and the other bird and the squirrels bouncing around the ground and it's the mm-hmm. it's truly like the greatest feeling in the world just it's just you and and, and god's creation nobody nothing else matters and i've had some mm-hmm. of the best times of my life just reflecting sitting on those trees watching the world come to life and uh you know that's that's kind of like you know that that is what these hunts are for you know we're we're healing these guys and we all believe that there's a special power through god's creation of our outdoors that you know directly with our souls allows these heroes to get in the outdoors enjoy that and, and help them emotionally uh heal themselves and that's what it's about that's what we're doing so you know i hope these four guys that are coming in I've got four of what I believe are, you know, the best turkey hunters that I know. I mean, these guys are the wow. real deal. Um, they are <laughs> turkey killers, man. I mean, they if there's a turkey oh, in the woods, it. you know, they're 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 gonna find it's it. coming. Oh, it's coming, and uh, they're good guys. They're I mean, they're just great people. So we're gonna go down. We're gonna go to the black belt. We're gonna hunt turkeys for three days. Um, and 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 hopefully we're going to go four for four and we're going to come home and have a really cool story we're going to do a steak dinner the last night you're coming to um Mm. you know and hopefully we have some uh some really cool stories on that but i'm excited it'll be our first year doing it um yeah you know i I think it's going to be a really these guys are in we got some pretty cool surprises for them too they're going to be i mean they're going to be in for some some cool stuff that's so great you know, I got to tell you, we had uh, one of the first events that uh, we we did outside of Wisconsin because, you know, it all start, sort of started, you know, between Florida and Wisconsin because that's where where I was hanging yeah. my hats. But uh, was uh, was a place in Alabama. And, um, you know, we uh, – it was southern Alabama. And uh, the guy's name – the host name was uh, Lambert. And he's no longer with us. Uh, he's passed on since, but um, my first, you know, real turkey hunting experience was in Alabama, and um, on on Mr. Lambert's property, and we did that for years, and I got turned on to all kinds of stuff from red eye grits to <laughs> to uh, you know to, to 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 roll tide. Oh yeah, I just thought I learned what I learned about Alabama was when you don't know what to say when you're there, just say roll, just tide. Say roll tide, and it'll yeah. get. Just say roll tide like that, and you're going to get through something, and and you're going to get, you know, the doors start opening up. Yeah. Even if you know, and I I do I do really uh, admire uh, you know your football team. Uh, you know you can't help but admire that. Uh, you know w- what that program has done over the years, like it or not. You know I'm a Wisconsin boy who uh, you know uh, has a connection to 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 you know the Alabama football team and the culture because of the foundation and we had several events in, yeah. in, in Alabama that have come and gone over the years so I'm just really excited to be yeah. going back to Alabama because I'll tell you the people I mean the the 
I I don't know. I'm a I'm a hey, I'm a I'm a Yankee. I mean, I'm a born and raised Yankee. But but um, you know, over the years, because I spent uh, you know 20 years in the military, and you know, everywhere from you know Louisiana, Georgia, Alabama. You know, I've been all all over the place. My eyes have been wide open uh, to all these amazing communities and the, the different the different um, the richness of the different cultures in America. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll tell you, one of my favorite places in the world is Alabama. I absolutely, you know, and it's the people. Yeah. You know, it's not just the opportunities; it's genuinely the people. And I and I have such a uh, a soft spot in my heart uh, because you're patriotic. You love the outdoors. You've got a connection to you know to uh, you know to to higher being. You know, lot lot lots of you know faith in 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 Alabama and and the communities in Alabama. And I just really, really, really love it. And, and, you know, and the food and everything is just, 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 just awesome. So, you know, really proud uh, of what you're doing because that's leadership, my friend, you know, you know, you stepping up and engaging your community that that's, that's what, um, you know, that's what makes the organization stronger. Yeah. You know, the more people that you can turn on to, you know, what we're doing, why is it important? Um, you know, and what are the results? That's super important. And, you know, we don't have to go too far back in our history to see where our returning war veterans weren't welcomed home, you know, and I don't want to go into that uh, too deeply. But, it, it, you know, back you know, after Vietnam, we all know that, you know, that wasn't a great time for our country. Yeah. Well, we've learned. We've learned. Okay. And I think we've, we've progressed a long way as a country. You know, you talk about the strength of the, you know, of community, you know, the strength of the nation. And um, it's got to start somewhere. You know, it really does. And and I think when when we bring communities together like this and surround our, our combat wounded with the, the power of the community and the great individuals within it and, you know, the outdoors, you have a real healing component. And if you think about that, man, I don't know where these guys from, you You know, you got four heroes showing up. Yep. You know, I, do you know where they're from? Yeah. So uh, one's from Wisconsin, one uh, is from Michigan, uh, Minnesota, and Arkansas. See, there you go. Perfect, right? Yep. I mean, who doesn't want to see that's the, and again, you know, that's, that's a huge component you know, of, of the foundation. Like if you live in Wisconsin and somebody says to you, Hey man, you want to go hunting whitetails? You go, well, yeah, but that's what I do like all season long. Why? Well, I mean, uh, sure. I'll go to your property and we'll go hunting whitetails, but you know, I mean, this is what I yeah. grew up doing, you know? So it's not that special. Now, on the other hand, if you say you're from Wisconsin and somebody says, Hey man, would you like to go down to Alabama and, and, and hunt turkeys? Now, now you got my attention. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, who doesn't want to go do that? You know, so you got guys coming from all over the place, you know, to a central location. These guys don't know each other, you know, and I can, what I can promise you because of your credentials and because of, you know, who you are, you guys are going to bond like almost instantaneously, you know, and, and, and it's just going to be super cool. It's going to be super exciting. You got great, you know, and, and your community is just going to open their arms to these guys. Yep. And and this beautiful property you're going to be on. Yeah, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll tell you, Bent Creek. What's um, What's cool about um, this event is uh, kind of a little background was, you know, when I got out of out of the, the army after five years in 2012. Um, you know, when you're in when you're in the military, you're still in that mindset of everything. You know, you're just mentally tough. You know, I mean, you've been you've been through it. You know, and and um, so you don't think about things until you till you get out and you're like, oh crap, man! Like I gotta I gotta freaking live a life now. You know, I got two at the time I had yeah, two you kids. You know, I was married with two two daughters, and I thought, man, I've you know a new job, new experiences, trying to move back home, bills. You know, <clears throat> things you didn't you were just on autopilot in the military. You know, and um. And so you didn't have to worry about what you're, where you're, you know, if your paycheck was going to yeah, be there. Yeah. And so I'm dealing with that now, you know, so those added stresses and then, you know, you know, things that had happened, uh, in, in the military, you know, when I was wounded and I got out and, uh, one of the first times I had, you know, uh, you'll hear me talk about Kyle and I'm referring to Kyle Bennett, uh, who owns the property. He's one of my best mm -hmm. friends. He, so I mm -hmm. run into Kyle at a, at the local gun shop one day. And, and he's gearing up to go hunting for that weekend. It was deer season. And uh, I hadn't seen him 
in, in years. Um, and um, he said, hey, hey, man, what do you, I didn't know you are back home. What are you doing this weekend? And of course, man, I'm about nothing. You know, I don't have anything to do. He's like, hey, pack your bags. You're going hunting. Didn't even give me a choice. You know, he just said, hey, I'll pick you Perfect. up. You know, swing by and picking you up. You know, we need to catch up. Well, what he didn't know was how bad my, my storm was. You know, how bad I was struggling. And, uh, and I really was, I was in a, I was in a storm and, and I was in a dark place. And, um, so he took me down there for that weekend along with some other friends of ours and we deer hunted and, uh, I sat out there and watched the world wake up three or four days. You know, I watched the, just the beauty of South Alabama. And, and then I sat around a fire at night with some of my best friends I've known my whole entire life and talked. And, um, mm-hmm. and so what he, what he didn't know is at the times he probably saved my life by doing that. Wow. And so by sitting there, wow. I thought, <clears throat> you know, every veteran like myself needs to experience this. I want yeah. everybody that I can connect to that I know, I want them to know that there's, God has a prescription to heal them, you know, and it's not mm-hmm. pills from the VA. It's not, you know, you name it, you know, it's, it's out here. And so that kind of lit my fire on my journey to, uh, what, what eventually crossed my roads with wounded warriors in action foundation. Cause I was on mm-hmm. fire for this healing now. And so I thought to myself, mm-hmm. cause I didn't have a clue what wounded warriors in action was or any organization. This was all mm-hmm. foreign to me. So I started researching and researching and researching. And I would spend hours online looking at foundations, organizations, hunting mm-hmm. trips and thought about because I wanted what I thought I wanted to do. Little did I know then I was like, oh, man, I'm going to start my own thing, you know, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to heal these guys and that. Mm-hmm. Well, well, from what I know now, that's I can laugh at that because we both know what kind of huge taking on that is. So anyway, long story short. I came across the Wounded Wars in Action Foundation and I filled out the application and thought nothing else about it. I just thought, well, you know, and and truth be told, I'd filled out probably 30 applications to other. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and truth be told, I had a I had filled out a lot of those because what I was just searching for was I thought I wanted to do my own thing and I wanted to learn or just see what it was about, you know. So luckily. Sure. I get a call from Karina, also known as our mom, right? She keeps she keeps everything rolling, you know. She keeps everybody yeah, in line. She She's a very important piece of what we do. She's great. Absolutely. Karina calls, and she was the nicest. And I think I actually wrote um, – uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was online, if it was a um, – uh, an email, however you get it, but but I actually wrote a comment about or an email back about how just genuine and nice mm-hmm. Karina was. I mean, she was just so oh, I, easy I, to I work read with. It. Yep. Yeah, and so yep. I thought, man, I'm already impressed with this place. I hadn't even been on a hunt, and this lady was the <laughs> greatest person I've talked to. So originally, I was supposed to go to the Arkansas. Was it the the Ducks and Bucks event down there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. So that's what I was gearing up to do. Well, then she calls me. She's like, hey, you want to go to New York? And I thought, <laughs> New York? I'm from, you know, here I am, country boy from Alabama. Heck, no, I don't want to go to New York, you know. But she's like, no, you need to go. It's, it's nice. So I get up there, and I'm lucky enough to uh, – Dr. Keith Tidball was my my yeah. my guide. And, and I sat in a ground blind and duck hunted with him for three, almost four days. And you were – yeah, I mean, great American. One of my – I love the guy. Great guy. Um, and and we had a lot of discussions about life and just, I mean, you name it, Mm -hmm. we talked about it and, uh, and he has a pretty amazing story himself. And, uh, so when I left that event, I thought, man, this is it. I mean, this is, I love it. And I can't even tell you how, what happened after that, how I got involved or how I even got to God school, but it, Mm -hmm. but it, but it happened. And, I couldn't be more thankful that, uh, for whatever reason, God chose Wendy Wars and Action Foundation uh, for my crossroads because it's it's truly changed my life. It's changed my view of how I look at the world, um, and you know I get to help others that went through you know um, what I went through, you know. And, yeah. you know, so when I see these guys, you know, people ask me all the time, they're like, man, how do you, how do you help these guys? Like, how do you deal with it? And they show up and like, man, it's easy. I've been there. You know, I mean, yeah, you're, they're right. not bringing something to the table I hadn't dealt with, you know? Um, there you so go. I just humble myself. I've been that guy, you know? So they're all, you know, cause 
you know, some people could kind of perceive it as maybe a little bit just monotonous, like it just same thing over and over, but it, it's not to me. Um, you know, everybody's got a story, you know, and um, uh, when I see these guys, when I meet them on events, I just empathize. I put myself in their shoes and I take myself back to what did that feel like when I was there, you know, and I just humble myself. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the greatest thing you can do as a friend, as a, uh, a person is close your mouth and open your ears and just listen. People will remember yes. that much longer and more than they will ever remember any statement you told them or any quote or anything you told them. If you just shut your mouth and listen to people, people, they might talk for two hours, but they will remember that 20 years down the road. You know? Yes, sir. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, my, my dad, um, may he rest in peace, um, was an amazing listener. And, and I would watch him at social events that we would, uh, you know, everything from informal to, you know, formal. And, and it, it never ceased to amaze me, but he always attracted a small group of people. He was either one-on-one -on -one with somebody or two or three people. And he, he, he was just a very amazing listener. Yeah. And I would just really dial in on you. And, um, and, and, you know, it occurred to me that after the event, whatever it was, because I'd listen and I'd watch and I'd be like, wow, an amazing, what an amazing person this is. And I say, you know, what they know about my dad after that activity is pretty much nothing save for the fact that he listened to them. Like they didn't ask him questions. Hey, Jim, tell me about this. You know, my dad would just nod a lot mm -hmm, and then he'd ask a leading question. And then what happened? Hmm. I didn't know that. Interesting. You know, he would just, he was a great conversational facilitator. Yeah. That's what, that's what Jim McDaniel was. And when people would leave, I'd just ask myself, you know, nobody even asked my dad any questions. You know, he, he just was there, you know, listening to people, but nobody ever said a bad thing about my dad. Not ever. And, and so I, I try to, I do my best. Uh, you know, I think I've got, you know, I, I think my finger, my fingers more often on the push to talk than it is the the release to listen uh, button, if you will. And uh, and I, I try really hard to, you know, be a better listener um, and, and emulate, you know, my my father and others who are really good listeners. But you're absolutely right. That's that that's the thing. And that's why I think it's so draining. If you do your job right, you know, nobody cares about what you did yesterday, you know, or the day before, you know. I mean, I say that tongue in cheek, but... Um, you know, it, it, it's really true. So with that said, um, you know, I want to I want to go back briefly uh, in our pre-interview. We were chatting about our military experience and some of the common touch points that we that we have. So let's let's go back to like the, you know, 2007 ish time frame. I'm, I'm getting out of the military. I'm retiring at that point. But you are you know deployed or getting ready to deploy or already have deployed you're with the third of the 509th airborne in alaska right oh yeah yep yeah so i also you know and that unit got reflagged that was the unit that was the unit i commanded as a company commander in first of the five it was first of the 501st airborne in, in anchorage and then it got reflagged uh 509 under the parachute infantry regiment uh, was aligned with another regiment, uh, from what I understand. But but you were in Alaska. I was in Alaska. We were in the same unit at different times. You, you know, you're, then it was reflagged and redesignated when you got there. By the time you got there, but nonetheless, we were both in Alaska together, and, and we're friends on Facebook. And I've seen some of your your pictures of of Alaska, and some of the comments you've made about Alaska. And so I, I knew there was a connection there. But, um, you know, why don't you, if, if you don't mind, Matt, share with us a little bit about your, your experience there in Alaska and, 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 and combat. You know, let, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about as much as you're willing to share with yeah. us, you know, uh, uh, your, your time in the 509th and, 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 and talk us through that yeah. if you don't mind, please. So uh, I think it's important to, to tell you how I got to Alaska because it's kind of a windy, curvy road here. Uh, so when I joined the military, 
I, I couldn't even tell you why why I did it. Uh, I was in a I was in a point in my life where I was just a young man. I was 19 years old, making bad decisions. I was just a a turd, just to be blunt about it. And I had no di- direction in life. Uh, and, and I joined the military and very quickly uh, uh, left just a month or so later to basic training, uh, you know, infantry school, airborne school. I had an 18 x-ray contract when I came in, uh, which is the uh, special forces recruit uh, contract. So you come in, you go through basic training, airborne school uh, or infantry school, airborne school, and then you go straight to Camp McCall, North Carolina, and you go through selection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Here I am, 19 years old, um, uh, pretty inexperienced in life, and uh, I was the first class that did a 14-day selection. You know, it used to be it was 21 days, and I think it is again now. But for for a while, what they had, they were trying to push so many people through. They tried out this 14-day selection thing, and mm-hmm. let me tell you. Because the war is raging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is 2000. Well, I joined 2007. This is like March, April time frame of 2008 now. So, I mean, we're, yeah, both wars are going, you know, so, um, so I, I make it through this, uh, (laughs) I mean, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. You did. So before selection, you had to do this five week course called SOPSI, Special Operations Preparation Course. And they basically... Mm -hmm make you quit. I mean, they spend five weeks putting your body through trying things. to get you yeah. to quit. Basically trying to make, yeah, they want you to quit. So made it through that. Then I go through the 14 day selection. I'm 19 years old. Um, I was a 14 day non-select. They, uh, you know, went to the board. They said, look, we love it. Your heart is woodpecker lips. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you got the fire, but you're just young and dumb, basically. You need some experience. And uh, so they said, we're going to offer you this chance to go to EOD school and stay in the special operations arena. You can come back later when you've got a few deployments, you're a little bit older and wiser. I said, okay. So I went and I met with a first sergeant, put on the mop suit thing, did my PT test, you know, did my uh, interview to go to uh, EOD school. And um, I ran into this uh, E7 there, Sergeant First Class Frost, and he picked up my my orders for EOD school one day, and he, he was looking. He said, did you know that they're sending guys, uh, needs of the Army right now, to uh, Alaska? And I was like, well, no, no, I didn't. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. He said, well, he said, uh, you know, if you – if you want to go needs of the army right now, they're sending people to Fort Richard Lassie. He said, I'm telling you, it's the best kept secret in the army and you'll regret it the rest of your life if you don't go. I said, okay. So I told him, Hey, I send me to Alaska. And they did to change my orders. And that's how I ended up in Alaska. And, uh, and, and wow. it truly was. So I landed there in Alaska and I don't know, end of July, 1st of August of 2008, uh, is when I got okay. in Alaska. Uh, and it truly was, man. It was it, that unit that uh, Fort Richardson. It's the best kept secret in the army. It's small. It's yeah. everybody knows yeah. everybody. You know what I mean? I mean from yeah. the from the top guy to the you're bottom. king of campus too. Yeah, yeah you're the yeah. king of the campus. And uh, it's the airborne. <laughs> yeah, airborne unit. You know, it, it was it was amazing. I loved my time there. Um, so that was in uh, August of 2008. We, you know, we go through the whole train up thing. We deploy. We were supposed to deploy in November. Of course, that got pushed back. Anyway, we ended up deploying in March of 2009. Um, so we deploy, and I go to East Paktika Province, um, which is uh, uh, Paktika is on the Pakistan border. Uh, northeast, so it's in the foothills of the Himalayan, you know, the Himalayan mountains. I mean, our base camp was about 7,000 feet above sea level. Um, you know, we'd go out on missions. You're anywhere from eight, nine, sometimes 10,000 feet up there, you know. And What was the base camp name? Do you remember? Oregon E. Okay. Yeah, we were at Oregon E. Um, and then um, Cop Zarak was another place we were at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was around okay. like uh, Fob Tillman. Um, some of those yep. places. I don't know if you, you but are you, are, uh, yeah, at the time. Okay. I just, for, for, for my own personal and, and the audience listening, um, are you in, is this your company's deployed, your battalions deployed? What size of organization yeah, so are the, you when you're deployed? The, the battalion deployed. So 509. Okay. The whole yeah, battalion. The whole battalion deployed. Which is the 700 and some odd, you know, maybe yeah. 800, yep. you know, paratroopers. Yeah, you had Able, um, uh, uh, you had Able Company, um, Baker, Charlie, Dog Company. Uh, then you had um, 
headquarters, you know. So you get, you know, yeah, yeah probably roughly seven battalion. Eight guys. It's a, yeah, airborne yeah. infantry battalion. And so I was a, a uh, I was a machine gunner at the time. Of course, walking in at six foot four, you know. 190, 200 pounds. They said, "Here you go. Here's your, here's your 240 Bravo." You got the hog, man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's 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 the pig. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Ruck so, up. So uh, we uh, we deployed in March of 2009, and uh, and, and so like I said, we're in the mountains over here. And and the you know I bring up the sea level thing to tell you this is uh, we both know helicopters don't do very well and in, in, in that dense air and, and high over and not in, yeah, yeah not in thin so air nope a lot of the times it was just these two legs that got us where we went you know they would drop us off as close mm-hmm. as they could get us and they're like all right guys we'll see you, see you next week you Good know luck. so yeah so I put that ruck on and and um and you know it's uh, in those mountains it's tough on guys and I had a uh, I had three or four guys that were on my you know machine gun team that just I mean went down with knee injuries just physically couldn't carry the weight so I ended up carrying a spare barrel tripod a 240 1200 rounds of ammo and all my stuff I was a one man deal dude that's a beast, and uh, beast. you know and so I walked everywhere. I weighed so much. I had to, when I would stop for a break, I would just fall down like a turtle. Just do you know? the turtle. Yeah, just do yeah, the just turtle. Just do the turtle, man. And so when I would get up, I would roll over on my belly in a push-up position, and they would physically have to pull my, my bag up and stand me on my feet. And then there I went. You know, I was good. You know, and then when I would stop, turtle. Unbelievable, you know? <laughs> man. Yeah, but anyways, right, I spent exactly. a year doing that. So, um and getting shot at yeah by oh the way. that was yeah that was uh that was a uh, <laughs> yeah. trying to get down there was no getting down fast and and you know getting behind anything mm-hmm. but um so october of 2009 we had done we had did uh we had completed a mission and we ended up somewhere i can't remember what fiber but it was about 80 to 90 clicks from where we needed to get back to where our our, our house was in, in fob organy and so if you did take vehicles, you know, 80 clicks took a very long time through these mountains and these very small passes that you, you can't, you can't go fast at all. I mean, you're crawling basically. <clears throat> so here yeah, danger areas everywhere. Yeah. And so we get back, we're probably less than 20. We're for sure closer than 20 clicks from, from where we need to be. Uh, and possibly 10, I can't remember exactly how close we got, but we got to this point in the mountains where there's like a really, like a sharp hairpin curve. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can turn and basically look back where you were, you know, and, and, um, Mm -hmm. and, and the, the road is just wide enough for a vehicle, for an MRAP. We were, we were on MRAPs Mm -hmm. then. And, um, so, but on the way back, they asked us to take some supplies back. So we had, you know, the old jingle trucks, you know, the Afghans would drive. So we had like a mm-hmm. jingle truck, you know, American vehicle, jingle, and we were spread out like that for a really long ways. Well, I was the very... Carrying the supplies that you wanted to get, needed correct. to get back. Yeah. And so I was... The trucks were, yeah, okay. I was the very last vehicle in the formation. Um, uh, my platoon sergeant was was riding shotgun. We had a, He had a driver. And I was gunning the 50 cal in the MRAP. So when we get to this turn in the mountain here, you know, both sides of the road are like, the, you know, they go straight up on both sides. So imagine you're just in this mm-hmm. little valley, you know. And so um, mm-hmm. they, uh, when we get to that, they blow up the truck directly in front of us, you know, stage an ambush. Um, and so now the jingle truck is immobilized. Of course, the driver, he gets out and literally runs. That Afghan, he's gone. So the truck's just immobilized, blocking the roadway. The the next, you know, you know, we staged, you know, you want trucks, you know, staged, you know, two, three, four hundred yards apart. You don't want to get too close. So the next available sure. vehicle for me to help is a Mark 19. And I don't want him shooting back at me anyways, is a long ways up there. Um and you're the last vehicle, oh, so, so so right. Yeah. So, so so essentially, you're you're isolated. Yeah, that's you know, it. You got an immobilized vehicle in front of you. Nobody to your rear. Yep. You're the last vehicle, and you're stuck in, in, in a classic ambush. Yep, that's it. And uh, so they came off both sides of the ridges, uh, and I can't remember how many guys it was, but it <laughs> but it was enough for the pucker factor, you know. And I'm just I'm just rocking this fifty cal. I'm letting it eat, you know, because uh, we've got guys that can't even. So the you know the ramp of the MRAP lays down and and guys can mm-hmm. come out but we were getting shot at from all directions so they I mean it wasn't safe to open the ramp and just basically get right. you know you know shot so just, they yeah. couldn't get out so they're trapped inside 
it's just me. So I'm spinning this turret. I'm Up just, on the 50 cal, the mod dude. Yeah, that's it. Eat. And I'm just, I'm spinning. I'm just, I, I'm doing everything I can do because I'm just thinking, I've got to keep place, them at man. bay. I've got to keep them at bay, yep. you know. And oh and so God, I'm spinning God. and shooting. Luckily, uh, God rest his soul, the driver is not with us anymore. We lost him to suicide several years ago. Um, mm. He. I mean, the guy saved us. He, you know, they, they gave me an award for saving their lives, but he truly saved us. He didn't even ask anybody, the, uh, the, the platoon sergeant, but he put that bad boy down and, and drive and just rammed that jingle truck off the side of the mountain. Cause the driver, of the jingle truck had fled, you know, he left. So there's just this right. immobilized truck. He just ran and I mean, shoved that truck off the side of the mountain and cleared the path where we could get out of there. And if, honestly, if wow. it wouldn't have been for that, we, we would have been overtaken. Uh, so let me back up. So I'm spinning, I'm shooting. Wow, great thinking, right? Yeah. And uh, so I'm shooting and I run out, you know, 100 round, you know, uh, bucket of ammo on box, this yeah, box yeah. and so in 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 our infinite wisdom at that time and in, in the military a lot of guys were getting wounded from you know being shot while in the turret so we had built these metal plates so to speak directly yeah. in front of the you know the 50 cal and the shield yeah. yeah well guess what you got to do to reload that bad boy you got to climb over that stuff because you can't, yeah, you know, those things are heavy. You're not just going to pick it up, move yeah. it. So here I am hanging, you know, out of the turret trying to reload this, this ammo. And, uh, they shoot an RPG and, uh, and I can't remember if it made impact with a truck or if it just exploded nearby, but it, it rocked my world. I mean, it exploded shrapnel, uh, through my hands, my arms. Uh, and, and so, after that, I don't really remember a whole lot. Uh, it was kind of one of those moments where, you know, it had gotten really real, you know, and, 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 uh, but I did get it reloaded and continued, uh, shooting and we had moved out. Uh, but there's kind of a, a, a blank area there that I don't really remember a whole lot about. But, um, anyway, we, uh, th thanks to, um, um, to the driver, he, uh, uh, Strawn, he, he got us out of there because I mean, I mean, really. Other What's his than name? that, what was his yeah, name? Yeah, Strawn. Matt, what was yeah. his name? Strawn. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, Sean Strawn. He uh, he. Matter of fact, when we moved, when I left Alaska, a little tidbit. We uh, so I left Alaska after three years in 2011, and my last duty station was El Paso, Texas, Fort Bliss. And uh, mm. Sean had had gotten moved to Fort Bliss. I had just arrived. He, he, he was a few months ahead of me. He was in another unit. I had just arrived with my family after leave to Fort Bliss and, uh, we lost him to suicide. And, uh, I was the only person, me and one other guy, Adam Preston, were the only people that even knew him. He was new to his unit, you know? So I remember going to the funeral and, um, it was me and Adam Preston there from our, from our Alaska days. And, um, you know, he's one of, uh, unfortunately we've lost, uh, seven or eight guys since since 2009 to suicide but um yeah rest his soul he was a he was the true hero that day you know they they put me in for a for a bronze star with valor i ended up i, I got an i received an arcom of valor for that uh, along with my purple heart but mm. you know Sh sean saved us that day you know and, and wow. you know never got recognized for it mm. well you know what you can do i'm gonna tell you we can we can chat when i see you next you know the end of the month but um, you know, uh, you, and I'll help you with it if you want, but, uh, you know, we, we certainly can, you know, get this guy, get this wonderful American, you know, recognized posthumously. Yeah. You know, if that hasn't been done, I promise you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can, we can, we can, we can work on that. Okay. To do, do the right thing. But, uh, wow. I mean, I got, I got, I mean, I just got goosebumps, man. I mean, I, 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 I uh, really appreciate you sharing your story. And, uh, and that's probably the loneliest time of your life, I reckon, right? <laughs> yeah. How long did that, right? You know, Isn't and, it lonely? And that's the weirdest thing, you know, it, it, uh, I don't know how long that that lasted. I don't know if it's 30 exactly. seconds or 10 minutes, you know, it's it, when you're in that right. kind of that moment, I mean, it, it's, it feels like an eternity, you know? Uh, yeah. You wanna... But everything's moving slow. Oh, That's the thing about yeah. it. Like, it's like in slow motion, but yet it, it lasts like an eternity. Yeah. It's this, these, these two, you know, uh, you know, it's complete juxtaposition of, 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 of time and space. 
yep. in action. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's just a great – I'm so glad you shared that with me. Thanks for uh, – you know that's uh, that's you know that's why we do this. I'll t- I want I want to say one thing on 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 the topic of suicide since you know you've mentioned you've mentioned it, um, and and for those that are listening, like, um, you know the the foundation's been 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 very uh, I don't know if the words fortunate or what the word is, but you know we have an amazing track record in our ranks in seventeen years, to my knowledge. And to the staff's knowledge, you know, there's only been one person who's 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 taken their their own life by you know, and so when you were losing statistically, you know, twenty two whatever the number is twenty twenty two, you hear both those numbers, yeah, you know, uh, suicides daily for veterans, you know, I mean, um, that's just it's just sinful, you know, and that's why these that's why programs like ours. Uh, and the other veteran service organizations that are out there are so important because, you know, like like you've said, you found something. Yeah. You know, you you found something that uh, an outlet, you know, a safe place, something that resonates with you, um, some 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 healing. You know, you're surrounded by other people who you know have you know common experiences and share similar you know values, and that's super important. And the fact that you're now doing something personally leading activities in support of your peers uh, and their recovery these things uh, are slow rolls they take a long time you know this is not this is not a sprint this is a marathon yep. you know this healing process is a marathon and um, so if there's anybody out there listening that's you know struggling and wondering you know uh, you know what to do you know, feeling lost, you know, there are pathways for you and there are lots of pathways for you, but you've got to find one and you've got to connect, you know, and that's the thing. I think it's the, you know, it's like our honor connect heal, you know, I mean, there are people out there and organizations and communities who do truly honor and respect what you did for our country. And there are ways to connect and, and, and lots of, you know, connections, uh, to many different things, and so, and and in that process, you know, we can find some healing. Yeah. You know, and and so, um, wow, that's a that's a that's a great story, Matt. You, you, I started this, I started this podcast by saying you were a superhero, <laughs> and 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 you chuckled. You know, I know yeah. you don't feel like that, man. I know you don't. You know, but I got to tell you, in my eyes, and I think in the eyes of many, you really are. And, 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 you know, it's just really boils down to resiliency, yeah. doesn't it? You got, you know, we, we, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta, <clears throat> you gotta be a strong person. Yeah. And, um, even the strongest of people stumble. Well, I'll tell you this. And we, um, I'm, I apologize. I don't mean to cut you off there, but, um, yeah, no. you know, I was in, uh, in church the other night, we were doing a lesson on our Wednesday night, small group lesson. And, uh, and we were mm-hmm. talking about storms of life, your storms, you go through, you know, your problems, uh, and you want to talk about resilience, you know, um, you're forged, uh, in the fire, so to speak. So your, your storms of life mold who you are, you know, and, and we were talking mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, the, the guy leading the lesson said, you know, you can, um, he was talking about his, his past and some of the problems he'd went through. And he said, man, you can offer me, um, all the money in the world or my storms and I'll take my storms every time, you know, and I think you, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you can relate to that. That's the way I feel about life. You know, what I've went through and, yeah. and the things I've learned from it and how I promote and live my life because of that. I'll take my storms mm-hmm. every time. You know, you can offer me anything in the world, all the riches, all the money, or my storms, and I'll take my storms every time. That's just great, man. I love it. I'm going to use it. I love it. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's not what you do. You know, it, it, it's not what happened to you. You know, um, we're, we're all going to get knocked down many times. You know, it's what you do after you get knocked down that matters. That's right. And I'm not just talking about getting up and dusting yourself off. You know, we have to do that. That's yeah. step one. Yeah. You got to get up, dust yourself off, and keep moving. Yeah. But it's what you do afterwards, how you internalize <clears throat> how you internalize what happened to you, what you do 
um, after you understand what happened. And um, it, it, it's hot. when you get stronger, okay, because of it, you know, after the, after the storm, you know, while you're in the storm, you know, it doesn't feel like you're building resiliency. Yep. It doesn't. You know, and it's easy to, oh, woe is me, and, and just get further, you know, sucked down into the, you know, yeah. into the funnel. But, you know, it's 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 being strong of mind, of, of spirit, of, of body, and getting through the obstacle. That's what I, for, you know, when in the military, you know, when you talk about, you know, breaching an obstacle. Here's an obstacle, okay? So what are we going to do with this obstacle? Well, we could go around it. Well, sometimes that's not possible. You can't go around this obstacle. Okay, so we can't bypass it. No, you have to breach. Okay, let's talk about breaching this thing. All right, now what are we going to do? Do you want to, can we dig under it? Mm, probably not. Okay, maybe in some cases, but probably not. Um, you know, so we're left if we can't, can we go over it? Mm, that's not a really good idea. Okay. So what are we going to do? Well, we're going to have to go right through it. We have to breach it, you know, and that's your storm, right? You know, and so uh, you got to get through this obstacle, and you know, and 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 as you're, and then that's the storm, right? Because you you've got to get through this thing, and then when you get on the far side after you've breached it, and you got everybody through it, you know, and 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 that metaphorically is probably yourself. And perhaps others, you know, especially in the military. But getting through this obstacle and getting on the far side of it and getting to safety and having a properly, a, 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 you know, breached this thing, you know, weathered the storm, if you will, that's the time to reflect. And and you know what? That reflection probably never ends because if you if it was a bad storm, you know, there are ways that you can, you know, go back and think through that and, and make yourself stronger and and then teach others to be stronger showing others you know communicating to others because we all go through something we're all struggling we all have storms that's right we all have obstacles that have to breach that have to be breached um you know bypassing obstacles sometimes is avoidance you know and that's not good you know i mean you can ignore you know problems but i think the the, the most resilient people are, are those that that had face on into it you know, and get through this thing and then later are able to reflect upon, um, you know, the activities and actions that got them through and, 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 and you know, use that as a, an opportunity to get stronger and to help others get stronger. You know, so it's really, really great, man. I mean, I can't wait to see you um, at the, uh, you know, at the, uh, next month, beginning of next month at your, your event. And thanks for all you're doing. Um Thanks for all you've done, and uh, you know I, I'm really the last thing I'll say here, and then we can I'll, I'll, I'll lateral it over to you because we're you know we're about at the hour mark here. But um, we also selected you the the, the foundation's board of directors selected you as our Purple Heart recipient on the board. So you are also uh, you know a card carrying. Uh, board member, we've got some administrative things we've got to, you know, follow through on. But the board voted unanimously and selected you as a, a member of our board of directors. And I want to, you know, publicly acknowledge uh, that and 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 you know and thank you and congratulate you for all that you've done and all that you're about to do. I mean, I, I really do think you're a super American. And a superhero, and so thanks for all you've done, Matt. I appreciate that. I'm, I really am. I'm very honored to be to be a part of the board. Um, it, it truly does uh, mean a lot to me. And I, you know, I think Wounded Warriors and Action Foundation is the is the greatest uh, of them all. You know, there's a lot of people that do what we do or attempt to do what we do, mm-hmm. and, um, and 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 I'm not being arrogant. I'm just being honest. We we do it the best, and we do it. The reason we do it the best is because we do it the right way, and our hearts are in it, yeah. and our minds are in it, yeah. and we truly care. Uh, every single event has a personal touch on it, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's uh, emotionally and personally connected for these people, uh, for our heroes. Um, and, and I'm truly honored and I, and, and, you know, Wendy Wars in Action has done a lot for my life and my family's life. My family are just as much, you know, we've sat here for an hour and talked about how you and I, and what we do for this organization. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but my wife and children, 
are just as big of a part because guess what my wife has to do when i'm gone right just like in the military she holds the fort down the children they hold it down and and when we're out here fundraising Man, my kids are with me 75% of the time, you know, you know, they're wearing uh, WWI swag. They're, they're proud of it. They, they, it's a family thing. You know, we, we're truly in, invested in this, believe in it and love it. And I'm truly honored and, uh, and, and I'm thankful to be here. I really am. Well, you're 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 a good man, and we just uh, we're we're proud to have you on the team. That was a great that was a great podcast. I I, I you know I I think folks are really going to enjoy this. And uh, thanks for all you do. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you early uh, next month in April. Yeah. We'll get this thing uh, you know quickly through the production cycle and uh, get it to so that you can uh, get it out there to your community yeah. before your Thank event. Because you. I'm sure there are a lot of folks that. You know, haven't heard your story, and 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 certainly will will want to hear that. So, uh, thanks again, Matt, and have a fantastic day. Thanks. Certainly appreciate you. Yeah, you too. See you, John. Okay, bye. To learn more about the mission of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation and how you can get involved, please visit our website at wwiaf.org or follow our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the WWIA podcast and for helping us honor, connect, and heal our combat-wounded Purple Heart heroes through the power of the great outdoors. If you like what you're listening to here and would like to join our team in our mission to bring healing power and recovery to America's Purple Heart heroes, please become part of our Sponsor a Hero team by clicking on the link in the podcast notes or by going to wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. That's wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. Our heroes need you now more than ever. Thank you.